0: Anonymous Was a Woman was recorded and produced on the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. Jamila and Astrid and the team pay their respects to elders past, present and emerging. We note that this land was stolen and never ceded. Hello, my name is Jamila Rizvi and I am joined by my co-host Astrid Edwards and this is Anonymous Was a Woman. This week we are speaking about awe and we are delighted to introduce to you Kate Richards, who is a writer of fiction, narrative non-fiction, and of poetry. She has a medical degree with honours and works part-time in medical research in Melbourne. She is the author of the critically acclaimed Madness, a memoir, and the Penguin special, Is There No Place For Me? She is also the author of Fusion, which is a book of fiction. Both Astrid and I are completely in awe of her writing abilities, her empathy, and her vulnerability. I think you're really going to enjoy this interview. And it is our pleasure to be chatting today with Kate Richards. Astrid and I spoke together about who we would like to interview, whose writing we were in awe of, and Kate was a simultaneous choice. Kate, welcome to Anonymous Was A Woman. Tell us a little bit about Madness a memoir for those who aren't familiar with the book can you give us a little bit of an idea of what it's about before we interrogate you about how you wrote something so magnificent
1: in a very broad sense nothing to do with my own writing I really adore the idea of awe because I think it enriches our lives in so many ways And reading books is one of those ways for me. Madness, a memoir, is my story of uh, living with a lifelong mental illness. And it takes place over a period of 10 years of my life. Sort of in my, mostly in my 20s. It was a very chaotic time. Uh, I was often very sick. And what I wanted to do with the book was try to give readers a real sense and feel of the experience of severe mental illness from the inside. So rather than have it take a kind of, I suppose, approach from the sidelines of observing what it seems to be like, I really wanted to try and encapsulate the actual experience of being unwell. And also the the one step forward, two steps back experience of recovery because that's not an easy thing either. And it might seem that once you're out of hospital, everything's fine, but it can take months and months to recover. And uh, some people tragically and terribly never really do. And I think because I've been so lucky to have periods in my life where I've been very well as an adult in between episodes of illness, I felt this was perhaps my way to give back a little bit to folks who might be feeling the the isolation the loneliness the terror the fear the grief of suffering in this way alone because it can be incredibly lonely and I recognise that's not just about mental illness. That's all long-term illness of whatever kind people may be um, experiencing in their lives. It's a common thread, and I just hope that the book might lessen those feelings a tiny bit for people who are, who are right now and in the past, and perhaps in the future, going through similar things in their lives or in the lives of people they love.
2: Kate, your writing has meant a great deal to me for a bunch of reasons. Firstly you actually write beautifully and I just don't want us to go over that point. It is hard to write well and you do it spectacularly. It is also hard to write about your own life. It is hard to write memoir and it is hard to write about illness and mental illness in a way that feels new and different, even though it is such a universal experience in some ways. I have thanked you before and I want to thank you again. And when we decided we were going to speak about or You did come first to my mind because I circled your book for years before I had the courage to read it and it did change everything for me when I read Madness, a memoir. I did lose someone very dear to me to mental illness and I was just shit scared of your book and when I read it, I understood more and years after I have now read Madness, a memoir, I am still grateful and thankful for your words and really inspired. And I hate that word, but I really am inspired.
1: Uh, Astrid, that's absolutely encapsulating my deepest, most secret dream, I suppose, in writing the book, that that's the kind of impact that it might have on readers. So that touches me really deeply. And I'm so thankful that it resonated for you in that way too, because with memoir, there's a lot of risk. And it really is, you are really desperately hoping to find that, Connection, it turns the little personal story into something universal. And I think that's what all writing is ultimately aiming to do in some way or another. And for that to happen, I'm really grateful and thank you. I think we're slowly starting to understand how serious many types of mental illness are and that they are life threatening, just as life threatening as a car accident, a diagnosis of cancer covid anything really and and we we as a community need to start really identifying the importance of treatment and care that's lifelong so that the sorts of you know what what's happened to you and I, I lost a friend as well and it's just the most devastating thing
0: i think in addition to your writing kate one of the things i continue to be in awe of is your i think the word i'm looking for is vulnerability in this book and we live in a society where we are encouraged to show the best of ourselves to the world. We are supposed to post all our achievements on Instagram and show off and write resumes that only speak to our perfection and suitability for things rather than speaking to the truth of who we are and you are in- make yourself incredibly vulnerable in this book to the reader and to the judgment and views and understanding of the reader of something most readers don't have much understanding about because as a society, we don't talk about mental illness. So many of us experience it, but we don't have much of a dialogue about it. Have you found since writing the book that people have almost come out to you and spoken to you and sought solace in in your company as someone who might understand them?
1: Yeah, it's both an honour and a great privilege when that kind of thing happens but it can also be a little bit difficult because I guess I feel like each person's story is so fragile and precious and important and in my capacity I mean I can be there in in the capacity of a listener and a really careful active listener but I can't be there in a capacity as a therapist or a doctor or, you know, so it feels difficult because I think sometimes people are generous enough to share their story and I feel like I want to fix it. I want to try and do something to make a difference. And at that point in time, there really isn't anything other than listening. And it's sometimes really hard. I think what can sometimes happen for people though, is if they don't usually talk about what's happening for them or their family or loved ones, just saying it out loud to someone might be a sort of bit of a watershed to them perhaps going and having a chat to a GP or a friend or whoever it is and finding a way forward in that way. So I can only hope. But it's a delicate situation, I think. And I guess I always feel mindful of the preciousness of people's stories. So it's a challenge, those kinds of things. Look, I think in the long run, more communication, more talking, more sharing, more being vulnerable and open, especially around mental health and emotional health, it has to be a good thing for us, for all of us.
2: Absolutely. Kate, we've been speaking about madness and wheel and I don't know I personally think that book will be in print in 50 years I think that it is is, it, it says things that it says things in a way that haven't been said before but Kate you also write fiction and I have a copy of your novel here Fusion and this is just a beautiful literary masterwork and you were just talking about vulnerability and the delicacy of everybody's stories you bring this delicate story of sea and Serene to conjoined twins who live a very, very remote and isolated life in a rural area of Australia. And I just wanted to, again, you know, for those listening, just state you are a master of words and the storytelling. And in addition to you sharing your experience, you create worlds for us to inhabit. Can you talk to us about that book, but also why you... Why do you like to tell stories and share them with others?
1: If I could answer the second bit first, because I think that's the most important part of the double question. Reading for me has been a literal lifesaver, both as a child and as an adult, and I don't say that lightly. I think time and again when... The war, if you like, in my own head, has been very intense. The only escape I've been able to find that is sustaining and deep and rich is falling into the world created by writers in their books. And that's not necessarily fiction, but it probably is mostly fiction. And it sustained me time and time and time and time, countless times in my life. And it was the thing as a child that I learnt, if I was ever upset, I don't know why, my parents, even before I could read, the thing they found that would calm me down the most was that they would start to read to me and I would slowly relax and settle. And that's just continued on throughout my life. And I suppose I've always been... So much in awe of those writers who can create and sustain a wholly imaginative world that it then morphed into something that, because it meant so much to me as a person, I then thought, I wonder if there's anything within me that would be able to do that for other people. Not necessarily in the same way, but in similar ways from my experience. So I think that's where the sort of the seed came from in terms of thinking of writing as, I mean, you know, I don't earn any money from writing. It's far more of a vocation than a profession in the sense of being a job, a financially secure job. It is not. But it's the thing in my life that I love more than anything else. And probably falling into those worlds, even if they're ones I create is still a way of You know, it's that thing about getting out of your your own head, your own stuff, your own ego, your own little petty fight with yourself about things that are good or bad or not working or whatever it is. And this is a way of putting all of that aside and entering something that's completely new and different. And it occupies a different space in my mind, I think. And I love that.
0: Kate, perhaps it's because I've been rereading Fusion at the same time that I've been reading Julia Baird's Phosphorescence because we were talking about Julia's book last week. But one of the things that struck me in this beautiful work is how poetic you are about the setting and the scenery I suppose about the Victorian high country and also about moments of the natural world I'm going to embarrass you hugely now because there was one passage that really stuck with me around you're talking about a storm rolling in during sort of the warmer months of the year and it like it is poetry you write up here we're part of the air and part of the storm and we hear the song in it no rain yet listen and we do, wait for lightning, wait for her to show us the way to the sky, to the stars. Here she comes through the clouds, bright-eyed. Thunder responds, flexing first, fists up like a boxer, then punching right into the sky's face, flinging the air all about and the sound ringing through the ground. Not once in there do you talk about rain and yet I know exactly what you mean. I know that feeling and it, it is written with what seems to me a sense of or is when, when you're bringing scenes or moments from life to light on the page, are there certain times or moments that bring a sense of reverence to you when you're writing more than others?
1: Yes, definitely. I suspect that's the case with all writers because otherwise that sense of being beyond yourself, of kind of communing with something that's that surpasses and exceeds everything about your own little life is what awe is all about. And I think it's also what we try try to achieve often, not always, but often as writers in the sense that we may have had certain experiences in our own lives that have been so deeply meaningful and We have a reverence in some way for or where we feel a real communion with the human condition that goes beyond ourselves and I think for me as a writer I'm always searching for how to bring that to life on the page and obviously it's not relevant for every scene and it's not necessarily relevant for every book or every piece of work but it's something that's very dear to me and I really love to find it in other writers' works. I think it's what makes literature sore. and it, those are the books that I remember again and again or keep with me. And it was so funny because Astrid, you were talking about Aaron Roy's The God of Small Things and that is one of those books for me. I've read it multiple times. I think about it a lot. It's never left me, even though, like you, I would have read it first back in when it was whenever it was first published in 1999 or something around there. And uh, I have another one, which is Toni Morrison's Beloved, and I carried literally carried it around in my handbag for about 10 years. Wherever I went, it went. It never left my side. And I think it was that same kind of, that that book, the awe I felt, the absolute smallness of myself in relation to her creation of that world and those characters, it's never left me. And so as a writer, I'm constantly striving to find that place. And I'm not there at all, not even close, I know that. But, you know, we're always trying, aren't we, in whatever it is we're doing. So I I think that's a big part of the joy of literature for me as a reader and so it matters to me that I try to create something a tiny, tiny bit similar in my own work.
0: Kate, I think you most certainly accomplished that. Thank you so much for taking some time to chat with us on Anonymous Was A Woman. Thank you
1: so much for having me, both of you. It's been delightful.
0: That was Kate Richards, author of Fusion, Is There No Place For Me and Madness, A Memoir. If you are a fan of Anonymous Was A Woman, then you should subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and that way you will never miss an episode. While you're there, leave us a rating, a good one, and a review, also a good one, and we will catch you next week on Anonymous Was A Woman.